With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Chicky Check Wire Radio Broadcast today on iHeartRadio. And as I mentioned, 50 plus AM FM stations across the Fruited Plain. And we've got a, a great, great guest coming up here in a few moments. Before we do that, let's tell you about one of our fantastic new marketing partners at Transmedia Worldwide. UmerQuasar.com. Uh, that's right. U-M-E-R. Q-A-I-S-E-R dot com. That's Umarquasar dot com. Umarquasar and a, a small team of developers and focus on strategies and technologies like AI, cloud, RPA, AR, and Microsoft dot net. They are an absolutely, absolutely amazing group. Go over there and check out U-M-E-R-Q-A-I-S. ER.com, Umar Quasar. These folks will do you terrific, terrific business, and they will help you in the world of tech. They're a small team of developers with a focus on technologies like AI, cloud, RPA, AR, and Microsoft.net. Check them out today at UMERQAISER.com. And tell them you heard about it here, Transmedia Worldwide. Let's get into it with our next guest here on our big broadcast. It is the Sunday radio broadcast, coast-to-coast, border-to-border, tune-in, iTunes, Sun Radio Loyalty. And we are going to get a hold of our first guest here on our big program. And uh, welcome to it. It is the Labor Day edition, or Labor Day weekend edition, whatever the hell you want to refer to it as. Or if you hear us on the mix, Tuesdays at 4 p.m., that's the day after Labor Day edition. Of <laughs> the world famous Chiggy Jaguar experience. I I it's just the way it is, kids. Uh welcome to it. And uh we're hoping that you enjoy our broadcast today. And we are gonna get things started here with uh our first guest. We've gotta get I've gotta get things the way the computer has been acting lately, the way the broadcast computer with the the Manny Cam and the Google Chrome don't quite get along with each other, so I've got to do all sorts of shenanigans. But uh, we're going to get things started today with Molly. Molly in here. This is Molly. Good morning, Molly. How are you? It's James Lowe with iHeartRadio calling you for your radio interview. How are you, my friend? Good. How are you doing? Pretty good, actually. We have got a great guest joining us today here on Skype Audio. And uh, the topic is absolutely amazing. Uh, we're, we're talking with criminal justice reform expert Molly Gill, vice president of policy for families against mandatory minimums. Gill is a lawyer, advocate, and expert on sentencing law and policy. Before we get started, tell us a little bit about FAM, my friend. Sure. FAM is a nonpartisan, nonprofit organization. Uh, we're 27 years old and located in Washington, D.C. And we work with Congress and state lawmakers to get rid of mandatory minimum sentencing laws 
so that people get their punishments that fit them and their crime. And we also work on things like prison reform and clemency and making sure that sick and elderly prisoners uh, who do not pose a public safety threat don't uh, die behind bars. It's an absolutely, absolutely amazing organization. Molly Gill joins us today here on Skype Audio to discuss a great topic. Uh, Recently, Pastor John Gray of the uh, Relentless Church in Greenville, South Carolina, is one of the several black faith leaders under fire for attending a meeting with President Donald Trump at the White House. Gray, along with Daryl Scott, a pro-Trump pastor from Ohio, uh, Alveda King, niece of Dr. Martin Luther King Jr., and Bishop Harry Jackson of Hope Christian Church in Maryland met with Trump uh, recently. The ministers are being criticized for meeting with the president whom say it is racist and has policies that aren't in favor of minorities. Uh, tell us a little bit about this and uh, FAM's uh, you know, viewpoint of this meeting. Sure. The reason the pastors went and met with President Trump is that a bill is moving in Congress that would uh, reform our federal prison system and the way that we think about rehabilitating federal prisoners. Um, And it also, uh, when it is finally done being negotiated, may include some sentencing reforms. We have yet to see if if those sentencing reforms will be added to the bill, but it's likely that that some sentencing reform will be added. And so, um, you know, this bill has passed the House already. Uh, It's now in the Senate where it's waiting for a vote. Um, And, you know, President Trump has come out and said he would support this. He would support reforming our prisons, reforming some of our sentencing laws. And these pastors support that, too. And so they went and met with the president and said, we agree with you and we think it's the right thing to do and encourage you to do it. We've got a great guest with us today. She joins us live here on our big program, Molly Gill from FAM. And... uh, why why is this such a a big deal uh, from the media perspective? Well, I think what it's reflecting is that some people don't understand how bipartisan criminal justice reform has become, uh, that this is one of those rare areas where you have people who are very far out on the left and very far out on the right agreeing with each other and saying, you know what, we put too many people in prison Uh, we keep them there too long it costs us too much it's hard on our families hard on our communities and we can be smarter about rehabilitating people uh, so that they get a real second chance when they come back to the community and i think that people are surprised sometimes when they hear that people like senator mike lee from utah and senator Rand paul from kentucky and Senator Chuck Grassley from Iowa support this, as well as people like Senator Cory Booker and Senator Kamala Harris and Senator Dick Durbin, Democrats, you know, from from the further left on the spectrum. And so it, I, it's a really interesting issue um, that unites people around this idea of what should a good justice system look like. And this also includes the president. He He's come out and supported this as well. So... Uh, It's one of those unique left-right issues, and some people uh, just get a little bit of whiplash, I think, when they they see those people uh, sitting down at the table and agreeing. We've got a great guest with us today. She joins us live here on Skype Audio, Molly Gill from FAM. And uh, I know that there, there seems to be a lot of upheaval 
in uh, the United States as far as uh, minimums and mandatory minimums and some of these different uh, different issues. You guys at FAM want to lessen some of the uh, burdens on the prison system as far as how many people are in there and, and for the different crimes. Uh, give us some more details on what FAM does. Sure. So what we're advocating really is just that we want uh, judges to be able to decide the right punishment in every case. We want flexibility. I think when most Americans go into a courtroom, they expect that the judge is going to be able to consider all the facts of the case, all of their personal background, why they were involved in the crime, any needs they might have, like needs for drug abuse treatment or mental health treatment. And a lot of people go into court and are really surprised when they find out that there's a mandatory sentencing law that says, if you commit this crime, you get this sentence, and none of those facts matter. And that feels really un-American to people. It uh, doesn't, you know, sort of honor our traditions of uh, individual dignity and liberty. And uh, a lot of people come away feeling actually like the justice system produced an injustice. And we have a lot of stories like that on our website, fam.org. You can click on our Stories tab and read you know, dozens of stories of people who are, frankly, just doing way too much time in prison for nonviolent drug offenses, sometimes gun possession offenses, uh, and we really need to reexamine some of these laws. Well, and I'm glad you brought up the uh, the gun issue. We have got uh, Molly Gill with us today. She joins us live here on Skype Audio to discuss uh, FAM and also to discuss some of the other issues of the day. Um, uh, another issue I, I want to talk about is uh, there, there seems to be a lot of a lot of shootings uh, in the United States. A, a lot of different things going on with guns. Um, if we keep having some of the shootings in this country, I notice that a lot of states seem to be moving at light speed to uh, create mandatory minimum gun laws. A lot of these do not work. Give us your, your view and thoughts on this. Yeah, you know, mandatory minimum gun laws, I, I think, are, you know, certainly they have good intentions. No one wants to experience gun violence in our communities, but oftentimes they misfire, no pun intended. Um, you know, and they really capture a lot of people who um, aren't using guns for violent purposes uh, and, uh, you know, sometimes are, you know, quite innocently possessing guns. Sometimes they impact people who aren't even the people who own the guns. Um, you know, so for there's a story on our website about a woman named Mandy Martinson, uh, you know, just a sort of uh, Iowa girl had a you know pretty good upbringing, um, got involved with drugs and got addicted to drugs um, uh, for a very short period in her life. Uh, it was real, real kind of anomaly in her life. Um, started dating a guy who was selling drugs, giving her drugs for free. That guy kept two guns in her home. And so when the police showed up to arrest him, uh, she was arrested too. And she was sentenced for all of the drugs that he was involved with and that she knew about, and then she was also sentenced an additional five years for the two guns that he kept in her home. And these were guns that she didn't own and she had never used, and, you know, so she was not your sort of typical um, gun offender, and yet she got this mandatory five-year extra penalty on top of 10 years for drugs um, because her boyfriend kept guns in her homes. Uh, in Florida, we actually worked with the NRA to get rid of a mandatory minimum 20-year sentence for uh, firing warning shots, which was considered aggravated assault under Florida law. And 
we saw these people getting these sort of ridiculous 20-year sentences in cases where they were defending themselves or others, firing a gun, thought they had a good self-defense claim, and then in court it wasn't quite enough, and uh, they were still, you know, sort of technically deemed guilty, but looking at this really long sentence that was obviously intended for people who were actually shooting other people. So these mandatory gun laws oftentimes just overreach. They're too broad. Um, they're, you know, hitting the wrong people. We've got a great guest with us today, Molly Gill. She joins us from FAM. And uh, before we let you go, Molly, how do we uh, find you online and uh, get involved with FAM? Sure. You can go to our website, which is famm.org. Um, like I said, check out our stories on there. You can sign up for our emails. Um, we'll send you opportunities to contact your lawmakers and tell them to, uh, you know, reform these laws or not to pass more of them. Um, you can see, um, you know, sort of where we're working in this. Well, we thank Molly for the interview, and uh, we are going to take a break. Fantastic new marketing partner with us today, Transmedia Worldwide. Fantastic stuff. Let's talk a little bit about this right now here on our big, big program. We all want to feel safe and secure, but with so much information in the world, it can be confusing to find the best solutions for our safety and security needs. Until now, there has not been one complete source of information designed to teach average people how to plan for their overall safety and protect what matters most. Introducing the Community Safety Guide, Security Planning for Everyone, an easy-to-use guide designed to teach anyone the most effective security methods. These methods can be used by anyone and will allow you to take control of your planning in a healthy, proactive manner. The best part is there are methods for every situation. You can create a formal security plan or select individual methods which work for you. Protect your assets, reduce risk, and take control of your security planning by, quote-unquote, Community Safety Guide Security Planning for Everyone Today. Available in print and ebook on Amazon.com. Kindle Unlimited readers can download for free. Invest in your future. Get your copy now. It's an amazing, amazing thing. Check it out today and tell them you heard about it here. Transmedia Worldwide. 
A special new marketing partner with us today at Transmedia Worldwide. This project is to create a resort of 16 houses called Green Olive Village, which will be situated in the beautiful Rakani Thanos in Greece. The uniqueness of this resort will be that it would offer a quiet, peaceful, restful surroundings of the mountains and the sea with crystal clean waters close by. This project is the brainchild of two talented young sisters, Margrita and Katerina. Check out Indiegogo.com. That's I-N-D-I-E-G-O-G-O.com. Search Green Olive Village Resort. Camping family. Give them some of your hard-earned money and do it today and help them out. This project is going to create a resort of 16 houses called the Green Olive Village. And tell them you heard about it here. Transmedia Worldwide. Give them some of your money today. Back to the Jiggy Jaguar Radio Show on the network. Welcome back to our big broadcast. It is coast to coast. It is border to border. It is TuneIn, iTunes, Radio Loyalty, Stitcher, and our brand new Jiggy Jaguar app available in the App Store. JiggyJaguar.us. You can stream the show live, 24-7 replay, exclusive news, programming information, all available on our fantastic app. Also, check out JiggyJaguar.com. That's J-I-G-G-Y, J-A-G-U-A-R.com. 50-plus AM, FM stations, iHeartRadio as well. And let's tell you about one of our fantastic new marketing partners before we get back into the big broadcast. It is Saving Our Business from Closing. Check out GoFundMe.com slash save-our-business-from-closing. Oh, yeah, folks. Go over to G-O-F-U-N-D-M-E.com. Search Save Our Business from Closing. Body Fresh Inc. is a family-owned and operated business based in South Florida since 2000. It was started by a gentleman's wife, a registered nurse for 25 years. She wanted to create a product that provides a safe alternative to using flushable wet wipes. She came to the realization flushing these wet wipes down the toilet over a period of time resulted in clogged toilets and severe damage to sewage and septic systems. She discovered this was not just a localized problem, but one that was experienced throughout the USA. She developed a great business called Body Fresh, and uh, it is fantastic. We want these folks to be saved. They've got a thriving business here, and it needs to be saved before it closes. The products are absolutely amazing, and we hope that they remain open. Check out www.gofundme.com. Search Save Our Business from Closing, and check it out today here on a big broadcast. We'll be talking a little bit more about this as we move on through the program. Go to GoFundMe.com. Search Save Our Business from Closing. And tell them you heard about it here. Transmedia Worldwide. And we're back here on the Sunday Radio Broadcast. Of course, coast to coast, border to border. It's TuneIn. It's iTunes. It's Radio Loyalty. Stitcher and the brand new Jiggy Jaguar app available in the App Store. JiggyJaguar.us. You can stream the show live, 24 7 Replay exclusive news and programming information all available on our fantastic, fantastic app. And uh, joining us uh, here in our next segment, we're going to be talking to Carrie Lutz. And uh, still to come, we're going to talk about some guy we haven't talked on this broadcast in forever. And uh, if you know the Sunday radio broadcast and you know what we do here, 
this will be fun. Uh, this will be pretty damn amazing. What the hell is that? I don't know. There's some sort of thing where upgrading Manny Cam in the middle of the show, and it's just all sorts of fun. All sorts of fun for everybody. Fun for everyone, as they say. Um, Carrie Lutz going to be with us here in a few moments. We are going to um, we're going to vamp, as they say, in the world of radio. Apparently. You know, the big story a couple weeks ago was Alex Jones was deplatformed. There was all these people that were like, oh my God, they kicked Alex Jones off Facebook. They kicked him off Twitter. They kicked him off uh, YouTube. They kicked him off all these places. Oh my God, they got rid of Alex Jones. Everybody was all going nuts. Well, Alex Jones is back on Facebook. <laughs> They didn't quite get rid of Jones on Facebook because I'm able to find uh, some Alex Jones stuff and he's been streaming things and so they didn't get rid of Alex Jones on Facebook. They might have got rid of him on, on Twitter and may have gotten rid of him here, may have gotten rid of him there, but uh, he's not completely gone. So, uh, he's not been completely deplatformed. So, I don't. I don't want everybody and their brother to be like, "Oh my God, the deplatformed Alex Jones." They didn't do nothing. Alex Jones is still there. He's still there, kids. Now, what in the world is this? There's. <laughs> there are four boxes on the screen. Uh, they've supposedly resolved some crashes on the um, on the Manny Cam, so we'll see if that we'll see if it's been resolved or if it's just still the same old rigmarole bullshit. <laughs> We're gonna see if it's still the same stuff or if it's just some. Uh, some rigmarole bullshit. But Alex Jones supposedly got deplatformed. Uh, I don't quite believe that um, they deep. The, I, I, I find it funny when they say, oh, Alex Jones got deplatformed. What does that even freaking mean? What does deplatformed mean? Can someone explain to me what deplatformed means? Because I don't quite get it, I guess. What is this? Is this the... Uh, what is this here? I got a video that popped up here. I don't know what this is. Oh, this is an ad. It's an ad. It's an ad for some kind of nonsense. I don't know. I'm looking here to see if I can find the um, uh, the damn thing we just did. I think this is Molly. I don't know. Maybe not. It was recorded on 8.30 at 10.17. I think that's me. With, with this whole, uh, as I was mentioning, de-platforming de of Alex Jones. 
I don't buy into him being deplatformed over on uh, Facebook because I got back on one of my Facebook accounts the other day and he's still there. So I don't think they deplatformed Alex Jones. I think maybe it's all just bullshit. But uh, we are going to get into it with our next guest here in just a few moments. Let's start anew here. Why is that? I want that gone. Why are these layers here? This is not an onion. Onions have layers, according to uh, Shrek, by the way. According to Shrek, onions have layers. Well, according to Shrek, and according to main account, apparently, onions have layers. So, we are going to call our next guest. Carrie Lutz is going to join us in just a few moments. And I believe there's Carrie. How are you? It's James Lowe from iHeartRadio giving you a call for your radio interview. How are you, sir? Doing great. How are you doing? Welcome to the uh, program. How are you, my friend? Uh, I'm doing good. I'm doing good. I just moved. I had to kind of rebuild my studio from the get-go. But uh, it's all coming coming into uh, focus now. Well, that's good. That's good. We've got uh, yeah. Kerry Lutz with us today. He joins us live here on Skype Audio. He is fantastic, and I am uh, pleased as punch that we could get him on today here on our program. And uh, he joins us live. By the way, uh, before we get going, uh, give your website and everything so people can uh, get a hold of you and check in with you on social yeah. media. Sure thing. Uh, FinancialSurvivalNetwork.com and Twitter handle at Carrie Lutz, K-E-R-R-Y-L-U-T-Z, Facebook page, Financial Survival Network. Fantastic. Uh, Carrie Lutz with us today. He joins us live here in a broadcast. He has got a fantastic, fantastic book, Viral Podcasting, A Proven Success to Learn a Six-Figure Income from Your Show. And he joins us today here via the magic of Skype audio. Now, Carrie, tell us a little bit about this book. Uh, well, quite simply, there's 350,000 people, last count, probably higher now, podcasting out there. A lot of them would like to make it their means of earning a living, but uh, unfortunately you just don't know how because nobody told you because it's a new, relatively new, 12-year-old technology and basically all the books out there just tell you how to actually podcast how to record an episode post it we tell you how to how you can make money and turn it into a six-figure income fantastic we have got uh, a great guest with us today he is the author of viral podcasting a proven process to learn a six-figure income from your show now with this book, uh, tell us about the writing process for the book. <laughs> That's funny. No one's ever asked me, and most authors never get asked, how do you write it? Well, I came to the conclusion that it was necessary because I learned all of this stuff over the course of seven years myself, and I said if, if I couldn't, if it took me that long to figure it out, there's hundreds of thousands of people out there trying to make their way through the podcasting universe. And really, I sat down, and I, it's kind of autobiographical. 
in nature, uh, thought about uh, how it was that I managed to succeed and which of those skills were transferable. And then I just sat down for 90 days straight, three hours a day, and wrote and wrote and wrote and wrote. And then I did the first couple of uh, edit drafts myself, and then I hired a professional editor to put the finishing touches on it, and presto, voila, instant book. And we sold <laughs> hundreds of copies, hundreds of copies of it all over the country, all over the world, through Amazon. You can get it there. And uh, and it really uh, has been a great thing. I found my partner, business partner, he bought a copy of it. He was familiar with my podcast, and he sent me an email. And I said, gee, this guy's really on the ball. I can't let him go. And we formed a partnership that's been going great for the past uh, three, four months. We've got a great guest with us today. He joins us live here in our big broadcast, Coast to Coast and Border to Border on iHeartRadio, AMFM, 247.com, TuneIn, iTunes, and Radio Loyalty. Kerry Lutz with us today. He has a fantastic book. It is called Viral Podcasting, a proven process to learn and earn a uh, six-figure income from your show. It is absolutely amazing. Uh, you've put together an amazing book here. Um, what elements did you draw upon to develop this book? book as far as research and things like that well um you know, a lot of it i've been living this podcasting world pretty much 24 7 for the past seven years six when i started the book so i i talked to valerie geller who's a internationally known radio uh, consultant she's been my personal radio coach only month from the moment i started and uh, and then, you know, just uh, really researching what's on the web, what uh, what techniques are out there, which ones I agree with, which ones I don't, and kind of going from there. We've got a great guest with us today. He joins us live here in a broadcast. He has got a fantastic, fantastic book. Now, um, what kind of reactions have you been getting to the book so far? Uh, people you know, uh, most of the reviews on uh, Amazon have been positive, uh, saying, you know, gee, I never thought of that. You know, any good book, if you pull, pull away two, three good ideas, that book is really, can be uh, really important in your life. You pull away 10, 15 good ideas, and that book becomes an important book in your life. And a lot of people said, uh, hey, thanks for the uh, redirection. Thanks for helping me focus and understand how to run your podcast like a business rather than just a little hobby that you hope to one day make money off of and really taking an analytical approach towards podcasting business approach it doesn't mean you need a step-by-step-by-step business plan but if you're going to spend any money it helps to have a business plan and if you're going to make any money it really helps of course any business plan is just like what Mike Tyson said. A plan is great till you get in the ring and you get punched in the head. <laughs> but when you, ha- when you have a plan, at least part of your plan is, hey, I'm going to get punched in the head. I need to go back and revisit that plan. You don't want a plan like an MBA from somebody who's never really uh, done a business before and just learned it in grad school. And it's all spreadsheet-driven, and they don't even know what the cells mean. You need an experiential plan that is going to work in the real world. So it's, uh, you don't have to go crazy uh, 
plans get complicated when you're looking for money from outside sources, but anybody in the world could get started for under $5,000, probably under $2,500 podcasting. But having that plan, knowing who your market is, knowing who you are talking to, and knowing who is going to be listening to you, and and really evolving that because it's all you could have the most interesting podcast in the world but it deals with uh, with how needles are made in china you know sewing needles i don't think many people care about that but there probably are a few seamstresses you got to talk about something that's <laughs> relevant important dare to be great always be original always be yourself always be authentic you know, I talk about audience building, which is something that people say, well, just put a listing up on Twitter. That'll be great. People will just, you know, flock to your show. It doesn't work that way. Or put up a Facebook page. None of that really works. And the key to monetizing your podcast is building your list and making your list valuable. You always have to be increasing your, your email list. We've got a great guest with us today. He joins us live, Gary Lutz. He has got Viral Podcasting, a proven process to earn a six-figure income from your show. And he joins us today here via the magic of Skype audio. And uh, this book is absolutely amazing. You've put a lot of great time and effort into this book. Um, what do you want readers to take away from your writing of this book? Uh, and and that really is the most important thing because you could read a book, you could enjoy the book immensely, and it could have absolutely no value to you going ahead, have no no benefit to you. So the most important thing that you have to have to understand is actionable things you can do, actionable plans to actually put into place that will help you to succeed. So. My hope is that people read it, and then they reread it, and then they apply it to their shows to understand uh, if they're not succeeding as much as they would like to be now, why, and uh, how to how to uh, change it, how to take on new habits, new skills that will that will make you a winner. Kerry Lutz with us today. He joins us live here in our broadcast and uh, talking about the world of podcasting and his fantastic book. It is available right now. It's on Amazon and anywhere fine books are sold. And uh, why do you think that this book will appeal to readers? Well, because it's, it's really my own personal journey, but my own personal journey expressed in a way that others can relate to it and that others can can learn from and apply the lessons to their uh, to their own journeys. Podcasting is a journey. My father always used to say, anytime you go into a new business, you're going to pay for lessons. So the key to having a really good startup, have, making money very quickly, is to learn from other people's lessons that you don't have to pay for. And you see this all through business, startups, you, they waste money, and I've been guilty of it too. I had like way too much fancy equipment. I, I just was on a uh, acquisition drive, trying new equipment all the time. It's totally not necessary. That's really got nothing to do with your success. Once you learn the basic technical aspects of podcasting, record, edit, uh, you know, put on your uh, your intro, your outro, 
if you're using music, use music. Once you learn how to do that, how to post it onto the web server, how to post it onto your website, and then how to promote it, you know, basic promotion, you've learned all the technical stuff you need to know. Yes, you can always improve your editing technique. Uh, people edit, people are much better editors out there than I am, can tell you that firsthand. My producer, Melissa, is way, way better than I will ever be. She worked at a radio station and did all edits and voiceovers and stuff. But once you learn the basic technology and you can put out a decent product that I would say is about 85% as good technically as you would hear on a radio station, when you hit that 80-85% mark, you don't have to worry about anything else then you really focus on on the business of podcasting and connecting with your market, increasing your listenership, and, of course, most importantly, monetizing. We've got Carrie Lutz with us today. He joins us live here in a broadcast, coast-to-coast, border-to-border on TuneIn, iTunes, Radio Loyalty, Stitcher, and the brand-new Jiggy Jaguar app available in the App Store, JiggyJaguar.us. Viral podcasting is the topic, and the book is called Viral Podcasting, a proven process to earn a six-figure income from your show. And podcasting is a huge deal nowadays. Uh, there are a lot of... Radio professionals, former radio professionals, aspiring radio professionals that are getting into podcasting. Uh, do you think the marketplace is cluttered, my friend? It's definitely cluttered, but that doesn't mean that opportunities don't exist. Yeah, there's like 85 different podcasts where they interview an entrepreneur. What's your key to success? You know, what was your biggest challenge? What's your biggest flaw? Blah, blah, blah. I could, I could do those things in my sleep. Uh, that one's like oversaturated because there's one guy out there who made, uh, you know, who makes a seven-figure income, and everybody's trying to be just like him. And that's the wrong way to approach this. Authenticity, being yourself. You know, there might be an interesting twist that you could do on that niche of uh, failed entrepreneurs, Entre- uh, entrepreneurs who have failed their way to the top, taking a little uh, chunk or a little. Uh, borrowing from Scott Adams' book, Failing Your Way to Success, you know, there's there's lots of ways to do it, but just a straightforward interview approach, kind of been there, done that, got the T-shirt, don't bother. <laughs> so, you, you know, you need to be original. And, look, I have friends, I didn't get on the uh, all Trump all the time, but I have friends that did it and went from getting a million downloads a month to getting 50, 100 million downloads. I didn't want to do that because I didn't want to turn my my podcast into a political uh, platform for any party because uh, I felt like that was going to be short-lived, and it's not me. So um, you have to find what you love, what you're passionate about, and then come up with an angle on it that nobody else has done, and you will attract an audience if you follow what's in viral podcasting. Fantastic. Well, I appreciate you making time for us today. Thanks for coming on, my friend. It's definitely been an interesting interview. The book is amazing. Uh, Thanks for being with us again, my friend. Hey, my pleasure, and thanks for having me. Definitely. Well, we will talk to you soon. Have yourself a wonderful afternoon, Carrie. Appreciate it, my friend. There goes Carrie Lutz, and uh, we are going to take a timeout. And when we come back, 
We have got more on the other side. It is the world famous Chicky Chegwire radio broadcast, coast to coast. And Boda to Boda. On the tuning. On the iTunes. The mix on Tuesdays at 4 p.m. Back after this. Fantastic new marketing partner with us today, Transmedia Worldwide. Fantastic stuff. Let's talk a little bit about this right now here on our big, big program. We all want to feel safe and secure, but with so much information in the world, it can be confusing to find the best solutions for our safety and security needs. Until now, there has not been one complete source of information designed to teach average people how to plan for their overall safety and protect what matters most. Introducing the Community Safety Guide, Security Planning for Everyone, an easy-to-use guide designed to teach anyone the most effective security methods. These methods can be used by anyone and will allow you to take control of your planning in a healthy, proactive manner. The best part is there are methods for every situation. You can create a formal security plan or select individual methods which work for you. Protect your assets, reduce risk, and take control of your security planning by, quote-unquote, Community Safety Guide Security Planning for Everyone Today. Available in print and ebook on Amazon.com. Kindle Unlimited Readers can download for free. Invest in your future. Get your copy now. It's an amazing, amazing thing. Check it out today and tell them you heard about it here. Transmedia Worldwide. A special new marketing partner with us today at Transmedia Worldwide. This project is to create a resort of 16 houses called Green Olive Village, which will be situated in the beautiful Rakani Thanos in Greece. The uniqueness of this resort will be that it would offer a quiet, peaceful, restful surroundings of the mountains and the sea with crystal clean waters close by. This project is the brainchild of two talented young sisters, Margrita and Katerina. Check out Indiegogo.com. That's I-N-D-I-E-G-O-G-O.com. Search Green Olive Village Resort. Camping family. Give them some of your hard-earned money and do it today and help them out. This project is going to create a resort of 16 houses called the Green Olive Village. And tell them you heard about it here, Transmedia Worldwide. Give them some of your money today. National Radio Nationwide on 50-plus AM FM stations across the country and around the world. iHeartRadio as well. Access Television as well. And uh, we have got a great guest coming up here in just a few moments. Before we get back to our co-hosts in studio, Skype, and on the telephone, we have got a great new marketing partner we've got to tell you about right now. Here's a fact you may not know. 
Two-thirds of all books currently published are self-published. Authors know they don't have to be tied up with traditional publishers anymore. If you're an author getting ready to take the plunge and self-publish your e-book, whether it's Amazon, Barnes & Noble, Smashwords, Alive Books, or through any other venue, take note this message is for you. Although the roadblocks of traditional publishers placed in front of authors are gone, Many authors sabotage their projects by not having their manuscripts properly proofread and edited before publication. That's a big mistake, kids, that you can lead to very few sales, bad reviews, etc. Savvy readers are turned off by books with spelling, grammar, syntax, and other problems. Warniness, overdone character descriptions, and flaws in logic are a sure giveaway of a novice writer. Don't make that mistake. Don't think the fairy princess of proofreading and editing is going to be looking over your shoulder. So you will create the perfect masterpiece. Here's a newsflash for you. She doesn't exist. New writers are on a tight budget and often resort to proofreading and editing their own work. Bad idea! That's because the author is so close to his or her work that mistakes easily slip by. The manuscript is really ingrained in the author's mind, so he or she actually doesn't read the text when proofreading, but recalls it from memory. Proofreading and editing doesn't have to be so expensive. Don't take the cheap path for no-cost estimate. Unprofessional services at affordable rates. Go to ebook editing services at www.ebookediting.us. Fill in the no-obligation contact form. Your manuscript will be reviewed, no cost, and an affordable quote given. Your final product will include a draft, final version, and a copy showing all revisions for your approval. All work is guaranteed, or money back. Check it out today, ebookediting.us. Oh, that's right, ebook editing services at www.letter-e-b-o-o-k-e-d-i-t-i-n-g.us for affordable editing and proofreading. It's a member, of course, ladies and gentlemen, of the Northwest Independent Writers Association and PayPal Verified. Check it out today. It's ebookediting.us. So tell them you heard about it here. Transmedia Worldwide. There it is. Ebook editing services. And uh, we are back here on our world-famous Cheeky Jaguar radio broadcast. Coast to coast, border to border. It is TuneIn. It is iTunes. And it is Radio Loyalty. I got my kitty shirt on today. Don't know if you can see it. Space kitties. We got the space kitties on. Who knows if this video will actually make it to uh, Facebook. We're having all sorts of fun with Manicam today once again. And uh, get a hold of us on The Mix on Tuesdays at 4 p.m. That's where you can hear us each and every week for the Jiggy Jaguar experience. You can also find our videos and everything on the Sunday Radio Program Facebook page and the YouTube as well. The YouTube I've been in Facebook jail for 30 days. Um, apparently, our friends Miko Hayes, that rat bastard, and Kenny Bollinger, that piece of shit, uh, and all their little buddies uh, have been spending most of their time reporting uh, Facebook videos that we have posted to our uh, Facebook.com slash the J-I-G-G-Y-J-A-G-U-A-R Facebook page. And uh, so Facebook went ahead, and they, 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 of course, are doing community standards and all these things and just shenanigans. 
So they put us in Facebook jail for 30 days. So I just went ahead and took all the damn videos down. Um, we get a lot more hits on Pornhub, and we get a lot more hits on YouTube on our videos. And YouTube doesn't have any crazy standards of practices. By the way, they have attempted to get our videos taken down off YouTube. It has never worked. It has never worked, my friends. So... But uh, but face, Facebook's freaking out right now, so that's what's basically going on there. But that's fine. It doesn't matter in the big scheme of things. What matters is later on in the broadcast. That's what matters. That'll be in our second hour of our world-famous Cheeky Jaguar experience. 47 minutes after the hour. Thanks for joining us today here on our big program. Our big program. The big broadcast, as they say. Why am I Italian all of a sudden? I don't know. My thanks to Carrie Lutz and Molly Gill. We're going to be talking to Howard Vans and James Hershen. Dr. James Hershen, by the way. And then we're also going to be talking about Mr. Thomas Lamb. The big star Tommy boy. Coming up in our next uh, hour. Thomas Lamb from Mega Metal Magazine. Our good buddy. In the Now Magazine as well. We'll talk about him. And I went out to uh, Bad Boys of Professional Wrestling this last Saturday night out in uh, Hoisington, Kansas. The great rolling city of Hoisington, Kansas. They just got a Sonic, I believe, a year ago? Maybe? Hoisington's kind of a growing uh, growing little community. They got the pro wrestling out there. And got to see a lot of our good buddies. Got to see Simone Predator. Got to see the world-famous Kenny Zombie Jones. That Kenny Zombie Jones. Uh, let's see. Got to see this Brandon Groom character. He is a good-looking athlete. Um, this guy can move. This guy can wrestle. Hell of a deal. I did some research on the guy. Found out he used to. He had a developmental deal with WWE. I'm not shocked. <laughs> I'm not shocked at all. Uh, so Dan Adams, Ed Beckley put on a heck of a heck of a show this last weekend. Uh, BBOW is back, and they're going to be going to Eagle, Colorado. In fact, I th- when you hear this on the mix, they have just returned from Eagle, Colorado. They went out there for a monster truck uh, show, but also pro wrestling. Uh, Jake the F- Snake was there. And Greg the Hammer Valentine. They list on the BBOW uh, Facebook page that he's a former WWF champion. He never won the WWF title. He won the Intercontinental title. He was a tag team champion, but that's fine. I think what they mean is that he was a champion in the World Wrestling Federation. Not that he was World Wrestling Federation champion. Two completely different things, but that's fine. Um, also got to see at this uh, at this BBOW show. Got to see a. <laughs> this was one of those classic hook 'em up. 
You know, Bill Watts used to always talk about, well, let's hook him up. Samoan Predator, the quote-unquote suspended Samoan Predator (laughs) versus J.C. Thunder. These two guys, basically, it was just two bulls hitting each other. It was two trucks hitting each other. That was a hell of a deal. And I actually thoroughly enjoyed filming that match because they they just they just beat the crap out of each other. And I think they finally, I think it was a, a count out. I think they were on the outside and they just were just punching each other and slapping each other and going nuts. And Kenny Zombie Jones had to do the count out and throw it out. Kenny was the special guest referee for the evening. <laughs> That, I think, was great, because he refereed in his gear. And as he told me backstage, he's like, well, I'm going to referee in my gear, so I've got my my referee shirt on, so it's like I'm going to call it down the middle. And then he's like, but I've got my gear on, so I'll beat your ass if I need to. (laughs) So it was a hell of a deal. Kitty Zombie Jones, got to see him, got to see the Predator, got to see... uh, uh, J.C. Thunder, which is always a treat. Got to see the uh, uh, Brandon Groom. Got to see the Texas Outlaws, which, by the way, they are uh, hated like nobody's business out there in Hoise, Kansas. Uh, there was um, a group of people that made a sign, Rodeo Clown, that they held up. Uh, the crowd in Hoisington gets into it. I'll tell you, these... these crowds that have come out for these last BBOW shows since they've come back... Oh, my God. <laughs> Just absolutely amazing. I want to put a camera on the crowd. I I don't care about the guys working in the ring. I want to put a camera on the crowd. That is a hell of a deal. Uh, but Dan, Dan does a hell of a job putting these shows together, I'll have to say. And uh, let's see. What else did they have out there that I was very interested in? Uh God, what was the other deal they had? They had the, the J.C. Thunder Simone Predator match, which was good. As I like Predator. He's a good guy. Shannon's a good guy. Uh, Simone Predator been on the, uh, the radio show here. We need to get Predator back on at some stage of the game. But uh, it, it, it was a hell of a deal. The other thing that I liked was Christian Temple. <laughs> Christian Temple is a heel in BBOW, and he is over as a heel the minute his music hits and the minute he walks through that curtain. They boo him out of the building. I can't tell you, but how many, I can't even tell you the number, but there are so many little kids that can't stand him. They, they hate him. They're always doing the little the the L thing, you know, the loser deal on the on the you know the L thing that people used to do. And these little kids meet him at the gate, meet him at the entrance. Uh, in fact, he came out Saturday. <laughs> he goes to walk to the ring, and they met him there, and. He couldn't go forward. <laughs> they weren't going to let him. 
So they have security there, of course. <laughs> Security's not for the fans, it's for the wrestlers. <laughs> Realistically. Those are wrestlers, no, don't touch the crowd. Don't do anything to the fans. But the fans don't know, don't do anything to the wrestlers. <laughs> So Temple uh, got to the ring. <laughs> he wrestled, and he's a great heel. Oh, I'll tell you, he is a great heel. He's got the uh, the 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 facials. He's got that. He's got the he plays to the crowd. He was well trained by good old Bangler. Um, what's funny is I and I called him this at the last show, and he didn't really know how to how to take it. But he's like Mini Mangler. <laughs> The only thing missing is the bad haircut. Now, of course, me should be talking about bad haircuts. But uh, the, the only thing missing is the bad haircut. So it was it was quite the deal. I enjoyed BBOW. I hope that there are more BBOW shows. And I talked to Dan and I talked to Ed. And there are going to be more BBOW shows as they move on down the line. Uh, let's take a little bit of a break. When we come back, we are going to get a hold of... Dr. James Hershen. He is going to join us here in just a few moments. And uh, then, I don't know. We'll do something. We will figure something out. Here on the World Times Cheeky Jaguar Radio Broadcast. Fantastic new marketing partner with us today, Transmedia Worldwide. Fantastic stuff. Let's talk a little bit about this right now here on our big, big program. We all want to feel safe and secure, but with so much information in the world, it can be confusing to find the best solutions for our safety and security needs. Until now, there has not been one complete source of information designed to teach average people how to plan for their overall safety and protect what matters most. Introducing the Community Safety Guide, Security Planning for Everyone, an easy-to-use guide designed to teach anyone the most effective security methods. These methods can be used by anyone and will allow you to take control of your planning in a healthy, proactive manner. The best part is there are methods for every situation. You can create a formal security plan or select individual methods which work for you. Protect your assets, reduce risk, and take control of your security planning by quote-unquote community safety guide security planning for everyone today available in print and ebook on amazon.com kindle unlimited readers can download for free invest in your future get your copy now it's an amazing amazing thing check it out today and tell them you heard about it here transmedia worldwide a special new marketing partner with us today at Transmedia Worldwide. This project is to create a resort of 16 houses called Green Olive Village, which will be situated in the beautiful Rakani Thanos in Greece. The uniqueness of this resort will be that it would 
offer a quiet, peaceful, restful surroundings of the mountains and the sea with crystal clean waters close by. This project is the brainchild of two talented young sisters, Margrita and Katerina. Check out Indiegogo.com. That's I-N-D-I-E-G-O-G-O.com. Search Green Olive Village Resort. Camping family. Give them some of your hard-earned money and do it today and help them out. This project is going to create a resort of 16 houses called the Green Olive Village. And tell them you heard about it here, Transmedia Worldwide. Give them some of your money today. Welcome back to our big broadcast. We are coast to coast and motor to motor on AMFM 247.com. Tune in, iTunes. Radio loyalty, 50 plus AMFM stations across the fruited plain, and of course. 24-7 on iHeartRadio, and our website is JiggyJagwire.com, J-I-G-G-Y-J-E-G-U-A-R.com. Found our app. Yes, people are finding our app, and it's in the app stores, iPod and Google Play. Check out J-I-G-G-Y-J-E-G-U-A-R.us for more information. Check out uncensored content over there on our YouTube channel. Of course, you can get that through our website, JiggyJagwire.com. Let's tell you about one of our fantastic new marketing partners at Transmedia Worldwide. Kickstarter.com. K-I-C-K-S-T-A-R-T-E-R.com. Slash projects. Slash 2722-491-84. Slash the dash future dash of dash women's dash genes dash A-I-E-L-O-W-U dash jenny question mark ref equals 90 pbke we'll give you a little bit more details about that how to find it a little bit more easier here in just a few moments live live lived has launched it's a brand new kickstarter campaign for their unique and innovative elu jenny women's jeans most jeans which are designed for women are crafted only to make fashion statements and not to provide comfort Fashion designers are mostly focused in providing women with their new trending styles. For example, legging jeans, distressed jeans, and other brands. No brand is offering a woman a combination of style and comfort, thereby ignoring personal hygiene and other needs which women require. Luckily, Live Lived has come with jeans which feature this golden combination. Hallelujah, Jenny. That is pronounced as, I love you, Jenny. Provides women with both style and comfort, especially when it comes to restroom affairs. The primary goal of Elilu, Jenny, is to make the prospect of women wearing jeans a simple and easy task. The patented jeans have been designed with an opening flap at the front, and it is secured with zippers, which go to the rear. Hence, women don't need to bring down their jeans while they're using the restroom. The flap contains another butterfly flap on the interior, which is used to cover the whole crotch area. The butterfly flap has been designed with an antimicrobial padding, which serves the whole crotch area. The purpose of the underwear can be effectively used with adhesive panty liners. Hinch, there is no need of wearing underwear. However, Ellie Lou Jenny can be paired with strapless panties. 
if need of wearing underwear. A woman desires all these great comforts, so they will be still assured of convenience and comfort. And the little has been specifically designed to suit the female anatomy. It can be worn anywhere, anytime, and it offers great convenience and comfort while traveling, hiking, camping, trekking, etc. It is recommended for daily use, and regardless of the time of the month, the jeans make it easier for women to attend their personal hygiene needs, like changing menstrual cup or tampons in areas with limited privacy. Check it out today. This product can be worn by women of all professions. The all-inclusive jeans are also suitable for the women with disabilities, while the Space Age-inspired design feature makes them suitable for those women who man space stations. For more information regarding the campaign, it can be found on Kickstarter. Check out K-I-C-K-S-T-A-R-T-E-R.com. Search the future of women's jeans. A-I-E-L-O-W-U. Jetty, and that's J E A N N I E Y. And tell them you heard about it here, Transmedia Worldwide. We've got a great. Okay, we're going to actually get our guest on that minute spot. Good lord. We got Dr. James in here. And I believe there's Dr. James. How are you, my friend? It's James Love from iArt Radio, calling you for your radio interview. How are you, sir? Okay, how are you, James? Pretty good, actually. Welcome to the broadcast. Uh, First of all, give us a little bit on your background, my friend. Well, um, I write for Newsmax.com and have for about 20 years. And and I'm uh, also a a lawyer and... um, I tend to write a combination of, uh, say, law and cultural analysis. Fantastic, fantastic. We have got a great guest with us today. He joins us live here on Skype Audio. And uh, fairly recently, you wrote an article, Rebel Comics, Rock, Seinfeld, Alan Miller, and Brooks Speak Out. Tell us a little bit about these, because uh, you, there's a lot of comics that are having issues uh, performing on college campuses, and some of these places across the country, Tim Allen uh, had a very popular show that was canceled by ABC. Uh, Dennis Miller, uh, famed comedian, is, is having issues with college campuses. Tell us a little bit about some of these comics and uh, them, them speaking out. Well, the thing is, uh, what comics are reacting to is this culture of political correctness, and you see it beginning to manifest itself in very strong ways on college campuses, which led to Jerry Seinfeld announcing that he would no longer perform uh, on college campuses, and Chris Rock followed suit. But what kind of prompted my article was that... um, Jerry Seinfeld has a very successful webcast called uh, Comedians in Cars Having Coffee. Yes. And you're probably familiar with it. Yes, indeed. And uh, and he changed uh, uh, formats, uh, outlets, and he went to uh, Netflix. And when he did so, all of a sudden he was um, being urged by various media outlets to become woke and we know that wokeness and woke is this term used 
uh, essentially for people to describe waking up to hating the president of the United States. That's what it tends to be. But um, and waking up to the, the in their view the um, meddling by Russia and somehow the president's election was illegitimate and all this entire laundry list of stuff that CNN and MSNBC specialize in. And Seinfeld ignored these calls and he kept doing, um, what is that called? Comedy. And he kept <laughs> focusing on entertainment. And for, for, because of that, um, you know, it, he, he's got uh, backlash in the social media, and the social media has become a place for people that have technical proficiency to pretend like they're a crowd. So they get uh, they set up a bunch of bots. They get they create boiler rooms with that have you know a gathering of people that are able to send out hundreds of thousands of tweets, and they've been finding out that this is a way they can even influence corporations. So they sent out and started hitting Jerry and a, uh, a another a conservative media outlet posted an article saying that Seinfeld's show, Comedians in Cars, is a welcome respite from the insufferable wokeness of comedy. And they're referring insufferable wokeness as a way to describe this hyper-political correctness that we're seeing. So Chris Rock then sees that article and he uh, retweets the link to the article and he receives a social media shellacking for that. Yes. Uh, <laughs> and, and he wrote, uh, thank God for Jerry. So it brought up this whole issue of political correctness being an enemy of creativity, but particularly an enemy of comedy. Comedy has an element of truth in it. And as George Orwell said, political correctness at its peak, essentially what it is, is forbidden truths. There's certain things that we can't talk about anymore. They're taboo. There's a whole host of sitcoms. Uh, you think of Archie Bunker. Uh, you think of Sanford and Son, all those um, Norman Lear kind of product could not be on TV. And we even don't have to go back that far. You go back five years and look at sitcoms. And the reason Last Man Standing, Tim Allen's show, um, was canceled is because of its content. Because there were, the, that show was a top sitcom. It had two Emmy Awards nominations. It was in a tough time slot. There is no way that any rational network would cancel that show. It is so hard to get a hit show. People, yes. uh, you know, in the television industry, they have thousands of TV ideas submitted. Out of those, there are hundreds of television pilots. Out of those, a small handful come on television in the fall, which is coming up in the opening of television season. And out of those, the vast majority fail. So when a network has a show that's been on for six seasons, and stayed on top. There's not a network executive that would ever cancel that show. <laughs> that show was canceled because it had politically incorrect content. And and to prove how irrational it was, Fox Television 
picked up the show and it's going to be on in the fall and it's good and i'm sure it's going to have huge numbers even bigger than it did before We've got a great guest with us today joining us on Skype Audio, Dr. James Herson, and uh, he recently wrote a uh, fantastic article about uh, comedians and the climate uh, that is out there. Um, I know that a lot of the uh, the, the left-leaning uh, comedians, they tend to do these, uh, these late-night comedy shows where they're just basically just beating up the president uh over the head with a bat it seems every single night and these audiences just howl for it uh what do you make of some of the late night comedians well that's a great subject you know all in and of itself i think that generally speaking not all the time but generally speaking what's happened on late night and and typified by people like uh, Jimmy Kimmel, Stephen Colbert, Seth Meyers, they no longer write to get laughs. They write to get applause instead of laughs. And it's kind of like, you know, Samantha B, who has a weekly late night show, had this moment where she referred to Ivanka Trump as part of the human anatomy, the worst insult you can say to a woman. And the reaction in that moment was applause, no laughs, because it wasn't funny. Calling a woman that is not funny, uh, the C word, you know. And But that's the kind of thing you see often on late night because of the fact that laughter is a very unique human response. You know, um, if, if, you, if you go down to an open mic in your if you're a city near you, um, and when they have open mics, and typically, you know, people will play acoustic guitar and sing their songs. And you'll hear applause for every performer, even performers where, which it is almost torture to listen to. And that's because applause is something we do willfully, voluntarily, and we'll do it out of pity. But Laughter is a spontaneous thing, and really it can't be faked. I mean, if fake laughter sounds different than real laughter. And so when comedians talk about going out on a stage and having a bad night, they speak of it in terms of the end of life. They say, I died, because the sound of crickets is so painful. And and so what's happened is, on late night, which... You know, the I, I do, when I think of late, and many people do, they see the reruns of Johnny Carson. And Johnny Carson felt like a family member. It was this party. It was so happy. People were laughing through the whole show. And it was real laughter. And it was creative humor writing. What And he had a huge audience. I mean, and we can go back. We can talk about, you know, even Steve Allen, who was the father of late night, um, and this type, I mean, comedy has sort of devolved, and certainly late-night comedy really has. Stephen Colbert's audience is maybe 20% of what Carson's was. And what's happened is uh, the networks, because of digital, because of digital technology, have given up on a general big audience and instead have gone, taken the same... A business plan as the Rachel Maddow show. In other words, you get a niche market 
of which is a tiny minority of the country actually but they're they're very motivated to hate on president trump and they love to watch a show dedicated to that hate and so the studio audience and the and the people who are watching are this smaller niche group and it's not the same kind of programming and it's not funny predictable comedy is unfunny comedy I know what Stephen Colbert is going to do before he does it. It's tedious <laughs> and boring. Yes. So I, I preferred stupid pet tricks when David Letterman did that. I prefer Jay Leno, who worked like a dog to get his monologue funny. He even went into local comedy clubs and tried out jokes. He was a workaholic. And so what we have today is the, is a completely different medium, and it's and it's kind of sad. And they won't talk about certain subjects. They, they will not discuss in, incredibly important subjects and funny subjects. I mean, come on. Is Nancy Pelosi not funny? She's funny without even trying. And they never, t- you know, they don't really go both directions like Johnny Carson did. So it's, it's kind of a sad devolution of a very important art form, and it's dangerous in the sense because the hyper-political correctness um, inhibits creativity and speech. And if you have it on a college campus, I mean, that's the place where we want to foster creativity, and yet we have this hyper-political correctness that limits it. We've got a great guest with us today. He joins us live here on Skype Audio, Dr. James Herson. And... um, uh, another topic I want to stick with this comedian situation. What do you make of uh, Bill Maher and uh, some of the recent uh, comments where he's made uh, various comments and he's had a lot of times his audience turn on him uh, and, he, and he ends up having to, <laughs> having, having to fight them back sometimes. What, what do you make of this? Yeah, that's it. You know, Bill, because Bill has said things about free speech um, and I've uh, gone against this this concept that now the new left really hasn't embraced and that is that their idea of free speech is just speech they agree with if you disagree with them you shouldn't have free speech and then it's manifested in the tech companies and things like that I, I know Bill very well I, I was a regular on his old show on ABC on Politically Incorrect and talked to him many times I think Bill's in a little bit of a trap because he's set up his show similarly to uh, Colbert. I mean, the studio audience, and kind of it's always, you know, even back on ABC it was like this, but he, even more so now, uh, Bill, Bill's general viewing audience and studio audience has expectations, and they expect him to toe the line. And so if he goes the Kanye West route, I mean, he could he could really harm his career. And so but in those rare moments when he actually does push back on, on the politically correct stuff, um, yeah, you'll hear the audience will boo him. Um, and I'm sure he doesn't like that. We've got a great guest with us today. Dr. James Herson joins us here on Skype Audio. And uh, but before we let you go, Doctor, how do people get a hold of you online and uh, read your columns and everything else? 
Well, I'm I'm active on the social media. I have a Facebook page, and it's my name is spelled my la- my first name is just like yours, James, but my last name is Herson, but it's spelled H I R S E N. So they look up James Herson on Facebook, Twitter, they'll find me. Uh, and I have my own website, James Herson H I R S E N dot com, and on Newsmax dot com. Fantastic. Well, uh, I appreciate you making time for us, and uh, thanks for coming on and talking about this uh, very great subject. Thank you, Doctor. Have yourself a, a wonderful, wonderful day. All right, you too, James. Thank you. Thank you, my friend. There goes Dr. James Herson. We are going to take a timeout, and when we come back, we have got more coming up. It is uh, the world-famous Cheeky Cheekwire Radio Broadcast. Oh, coming up here in a few moments, we've got my little tribute to Thomas Lamb. We'll talk about that coming up here on the program. Go to bed with no price on your head. Hurry No, no. Don't do the crime if you can't do the time. Fantastic new marketing partner with us today, Transmedia Worldwide. Fantastic stuff. Let's talk a little bit about this right now here on our big, big program. We all want to feel safe and secure, but with so much information in the world, it can be confusing to find the best solutions for our safety and security needs. Until now, there has not been one complete source of information designed to teach average people how to plan for their overall safety and protect what matters most. Introducing the Community Safety Guide, Security Planning for Everyone, an easy-to-use guide designed to teach anyone the most effective security methods. These methods can be used by anyone and will allow you to take control of your planning in a healthy, proactive manner. The best part is there are methods for every situation. You can create a formal security plan or select individual methods which work for you. Protect your assets, reduce risk, and take control of your security planning by quote-unquote community safety guide security planning for everyone today available in print and ebook on amazon.com kindle unlimited readers can download for free invest in your future get your copy now it's an amazing amazing thing check it out today and tell them you heard about it here transmedia worldwide A special new marketing partner with us today at Transmedia Worldwide. This project is to create a resort of 16 houses called Green Olive Village, which will be situated in the beautiful Rakani Thanos in Greece. The uniqueness of this resort will be that it would offer a quiet, peaceful, restful surroundings of the mountains and the sea with crystal clean waters close by. This project is the brainchild of two talented young sisters, Margrita and Katerina. Check out Indiegogo.com. That's I-N-D-I-E-G-O-G-O.com. Search Green Olive Village Resort. Camping family. Give them some of your hard-earned money and do it today and help them out. This project is going to create a resort of 16 houses called the Green Olive Village. And tell them you heard about it here, Transmedia Worldwide. Give them some of your money today. Oh, 
boy, oh boy. <laughs> Welcome back to the Chicky Jaguar Radio Broadcast. It is coast to coast. It is border to border. It is tune in. It is iTunes. Radio loyalty. 50 plus AM FM stations across the country and around the world. iHeartRadio as well. And you can download our brand new app, JiggyJagwire.us. J-I-G-G-Y-J-A-G-U-A-R.us. Listen to us live. Watch all of our videos. Find everything on our website, JiggyJagwire.us. Now, uh, this next segment, I'm going to fully engage, and I'm going to admit to you that I'm going to be getting into some awesome, awesome amount of trouble. I am going to be getting a lot of heat. I am going to be, there's going to be a lot of people just madder than hell at me. But there's also going to be a lot of people, by the way, ladies and gentlemen. I'll go that side with my point. B104, the point. Um, who are going to agree with a lot of the things that I have to say. They're not going to say it publicly, but they will agree with a lot of things that I have to say. And uh, last Sunday, I was editing uh, some video for Bad Boys Professional Wrestling out in Hoisington, Kansas. Actually, I was editing their show from the night before. Uh, I was actually on the Samoan Predator JC Thunder match and uh, was splicing that together when I got a message from Adam Pena. As you can see, we jumped the gun. <laughs> and he said, did Tom Lamb die? And I'm like, what? Tom Lamb died. So I got on the old internets. I got on the Facebook. I got on the... Well, first of all, I got on the internet and tried to find some stuff. Of course, you can't find anything at all. You find you find Thomas Lamb, the soccer player. You find Tom Lamb, the inventor. You don't find Tom Lamb, the fake, uh, drug-addled um, piece of garbage uh that if you're watching this, you see on your screen. Um, I'm like, what? So I did some searching, and I found Thomas Lamb apparently had passed away. Now, there wasn't anything official anywhere. It was all... It was all these people jumping on and going, Oh, I lost my friend, Thomas. Oh, Thomas. He, oh, Tom. Oh, Thomas died. Really? As the Miz would say, Really? For the folks who have just joined us here on the mix... By the way, you can hear our show on Tuesdays at 4 p.m. And uh, if you know this broadcast and you know me, you know that myself and Thomas Lamb had a feud for the ages. In fact, going back through some of the posts, I've seen an old post where Tom Smalling was uh, talking about the fact that Thomas Lamb and James Lowe 
Sigmund Freud were tearing each other up on social media and on radio and on TV and all this stuff. But here's here's the deal. I don't wish death on anyone. I want to start that out. I don't wish death on anyone except there's a couple individuals in Wichita that I wish death upon, but we all know who they are. And eventually society and the universe and whatever God you believe in will take care of that. I won't have to do anything much like he did to Thomas, we'll say. There's the first one. <laughs> oh, believe me. There will be more. Now, Thomas Lamb and I knew each other for a lot of years. And Thomas had uh, formed a lot of relationships with a lot of different bands, had done a lot of things with magazines. But I'll tell you, Thomas Lamb spent a lot of his time burying me to record labels, burying me to venues. Uh, he he buried me to the old management of the Cotillion so much to the point that whenever we would have shows down there, it was always a shooting match to see who was, if I was going to get tickets, if I was going to be on the list, if they were going to actually see my name on the list. Uh, there was one time way back in the day that I literally watched a tour manager duke it out in a game of tug of war with tickets that had my name on them with a cotillion staff member because Thomas was at the show and they basically didn't want me getting in the door even though I had gotten on the same press list. Um, Thomas Lamb at one point did and, and I'm going to share some of the, the you know a lot of people are like well you just you're just mad at him you just this you just that you just jealous no he did a lot of bullshit and did a lot of nasty things not just to me but he did a lot of nasty things to friends of mine uh, for instance uh, we'll start with Ann Sheever of uh, A Fresh Entertainment Magazine um, she had managed to get some press passes and some camping ground passes to a thing called Midwest Rock Fest a few years ago. And, uh, oh, this more than 10, probably 10 years ago, I'd say. And, uh, I had gotten press passes the year before and had gotten some interviews. I had gotten some interviews that Thomas didn't manage to get. And he was madder than hell. So the next year, he became their official media partner. And shut me down a week before the event. My press passes were revoked for some mysterious reason. <laughs> and come to find out later, talking to the people that ran the event, talking to people involved in the event, he got my press passes revoked. But, um, so once again, burying me to various promoters. Anne went to the event. She took uh, Metal Mom, Jody Rogers with her. Thomas found out the campsite where they were, and when they were off covering a band, mysteriously, someone tore up the campground and stole all their gear. Ugh. It's a kawinky dink. I'm not saying Thomas and Willie Parks did it. Actually, I'm saying that. But... It's kind of odd that uh, Anne would be targeted and that that would be the area that would take place. 
Nothing else happened the entire weekend. No one else had anything happen. Nothing was reported except for that one incident. <laughs> it's a little strange. I know. So Thomas goes on, and uh, he he did a deal one time where he had promised a gentleman, and, and I seen this on uh, Facebook the other day. Someone put up one of these, oh, I'm going to miss you, you're like a brother posts. And some guy went in and said, yeah, he's such a great guy that he promised my kid who was dying of cancer uh, tickets to a KISS concert and got me fake KISS tickets and fake press passes that didn't work. Um, but he's a great guy. He's a great brother. Uh, let's see. What else did he do? Uh, well, someone, uh, which I'm buddies with the guy. I like Kevin. I have no issues with Kevin. He's a great dude. But Kevin Hardison, who used to be one of the bookers at the Blue Goat in Salina, posted, Oh, I had such great times with Thomas. I'm sad that he's gone. Yes, great times. Like the time that I was working at 92.7 The Zoo, Salina's Rock Station. i got to stick that in there. And, uh... It just it's just natural. I said it for twenty it seems like twenty years. You just gotta say it. Gotta say the whole thing. I was working at ninety two seven the Zeus Salinas Rock Station. Uh we had of course Jigman Freud television, which we'll get to here in just a few moments. And uh how he was gonna do Mega Metal TV. That's another thing I gotta talk about. We gotta talk about all the stuff that he was gonna do that he never did that were So, uh, Thomas gets in to do Bullet Boys, and he was going to get his interview with Mark Torian. Now, of course, Mark Torian being the lead singer of the Bullet Boys, myself and the aforementioned Ninja Larry from Jiggy Jag TV uh, had an interview with Mark already set up, and he was trying to get in the door to do his before we did ours. So petty. So petty. It's all the same interview. You're going to, whether you get yours before mine or mine before yours, it doesn't matter. <laughs> so he gets in the door with his little buddy Amanda, who, by the way, he ended up screwing her over too. I didn't, I didn't see any posts from Amanda talking about how great Thomas was. Maybe I've missed that. I don't know. I'm sure there probably is something somewhere. Because he was such a great guy. And so they get in for this Bullet Boys. Uh, that we, try, we do our interview with Bullet Boys. And then Thomas tries to get in before us. But instead of him trying to get in before us, he goes back there. He's just going to go back to the back backstage area the the dressing room and kevin hardison is standing there and he's working security and he's like mark said he doesn't want to talk to you guys yet we're going to do interviews here in a few they're getting ready to go on stage and thomas is like well, i have an i have a i have a interview with him and i'm standing there the whole time because i'm i'm filming bits and pieces of them loading on and loading off for the TV show and I'm just standing there bullshitting with James Brockaway. Oh, James Brockaway. 
and and the rest of the people at the blue coats. Not a big deal. And Thomas is like, well, I've got an interview. So he goes to push past Kevin Hardison, who had all these great times with Thomas. Yeah, like this time, where you had to shove him up against the wall. And then he pouted about it. And he's like, I want my interview. And then he wanders away. Now, of course, later on, after the show was over with, when Mark Torian had agreed to do interviews with everybody anyway, me being the nice guy, I let Thomas go first. Because I had overheard something about Amanda was talking to him about, we can't be taking too long. I got to get home. I got to get home. And she was complaining. And I made some comment about, I made a comment to Larry. I said, I'm just going to let him go first. So I let him go first. Now, of course, that never was ever, uh, I was never given credit for that. I'm always a bastard. Uh, much like yesterday when his sister got a hold of me on, on the Facebook and said, I'm a son of a bitch. My response was, yes, indeed, honey. Have yourself a blessed day. Um, right now, Thomas Lamb is trying to scam his way into heaven with fake emails from Jesus Christ saying that he can get in, and Peter is trying to figure out, are they real? Should I let him in? (laughs) Another thing that happened was that there were several radio DJs, and I won't mention any names. You probably already know who I'm talking about in uh, the Wichita radio market who was, uh, there was rumor, allegedly, as Tom Likas would say, that uh, he was their drug and cocaine hookup. I'm sure they'll make some posts about how he will be missed. In fact, I think one already did. Um, let's see, who else? Oh, he made a comment one time to Ann Sheever when he was sitting in the back of her car. All of a sudden, they're having a conversation. And out of nowhere, he just screams at the top of his lungs, I'm going to burn in hell! I'm going to burn in hell, is what he said before the mic cut out. So, here's the deal, Tommy boy. Uh, Tommy did a lot of different things where he tried to undermine me to various folks. One time he made a comment to Ninja Larry about how he was he had just signed a deal with Fox Kansas for Mega Metal TV, and they were going to have 13 XL cameras on order. XL1 cameras, which, by the way, they were getting ready to phase out. They should have been XL2s, but they were, a thir- they were 15 XL1 cameras, and they were on order, and he was going to do this amazing show for Fox Kansas. Well, first of all, Local cable, if you're paying to, if you're on doing a show, you're probably paying to have that show. Something else, what do you need 13 XL1 cameras for? (laughs) Realistically, a little behind the scenes action here. Uh, Four cameras is all you can edit. Adobe or Final Cut at once. How do you gonna, how are you gonna edit 15, 13 to fifteen camera angles? Uh, Thomas is the uh, is the reason why uh, PR companies and um, agencies and people who handle musicians um, have a vetting process now because he used to do a thing where he would go to 
In fact, there is a PR person by the name of Ray Rolden who uh, talks about this all the time on social media, that he can't stand this. Basically what happens is Thomas would go to, like, let's say the Cotillion, and let's say there was five bands playing. He would get on all five bands' PR agencies or PR companies or record labels, and he would send each and every one of them an email requesting three passes. He wanted a photographer, he wanted a review writer, and he wanted a video interview person. Well, then what would happen is they all five bands would give him three passes per band. He would do all the interviews, he would do all the photos, and then he would just get all of his friends in for free. <laughs> Fantastic! He's such a great guy, he'll be missed. I'm sure there's a lot of record labels right now that are doing the, that are doing that are, that are dancing a jig, as they say. Here's the deal. I don't have any issue with Thomas Lamb. I remember, as you can tell by my last my last 15 minutes, I have no issue with the man. <laughs> I'm glad the rat bastard is fucking dead. That's the bottom line. He did a lot of nasty, horrible things to me. He did a lot of nasty, horrible things to a lot of my friends. He screwed over a lot of musicians that I know. He talked a lot of shit on musicians that I know. And there are various people that have put up posts about, He was my friend and my brother. Well, also, you can go back into Facebook history, and you can find where they go, Yeah, Thomas screwed me again in, like, 2016. Or, well, Thomas screwed me over here in 2015. But yet, these are the same people that went, He's my brother! Here's the deal. The last several years of Thomas's life, the last two years, I tried like crazy because I had several people come to me and they're like, you know, I've heard some of your old radio shows. I've seen a lot of your old videos. And these are people in the radio industry. These are people that work at PR agencies. These are people who I know personally who are like, maybe you ought to try to make up with this guy. So I did. On several occasions, I tried to reach out to him. I tried to be his buddy. I tried to send him various people. Uh, in fact, Michael Nagy, who wanted to get into all sorts of shows and do all sorts of things, I'm like, you ought to go hook up with Thomas, because he can get you in anywhere. Um, once again, part of the reason why I sent Michael Nagy to him was because Michael Nagy wanted to get into shows that I couldn't get into because Thomas has buried me to various record labels and various PR agencies. I tried to work with Thomas. I tried to be Thomas's buddy. I'd see him in public. I'd say hi to him. I'd try to shake his hand. I legitimately, I've sent him text messages. I was trying to talk to him on the phone. I got various voicemails to him. I tried like crazy to, to fix the burned bridge. Every single time. He had to act like a smug prick. He had to act like an asshole to me. And he always had to talk like this. So here's the deal. We'll see you in hell, Tommy. I hope you saved me a spot. And by the way, if it's anything like you did when you were on this earth, right now he's probably burying me to Satan. That's probably what's going on right now. We are going to take a break when we come back. <laughs> 
if that wasn't enough. We've got our next guest coming up here on the Sunday Radio Broadcast. Like I said, we'll see you in hell, Thomas Lamb. Welcome back to our big broadcast. It is coast to coast. It is boulder to boulder on TuneIn, iTunes, Radio Loyalty, Stitcher, and our brand new Jiggy Jaguar app available in the App Store, JiggyJaguar.us. You can stream the show live, 24-7 replay. Exclusive news and programming information all available on our fantastic, fantastic app. Welcome to the world-famous Jiggy Jaguar radio broadcast today on iHeartRadio. And as I mentioned, 50-plus AM FM stations across the fruited plain, and we've got a, a great great guests coming up here in a few moments. Before we do that, let's tell you about one of our fantastic new marketing partners at Transmedia Worldwide. UmerQuasar.com That's right. U-M-E-R Q-A-I-S-E-R dot com. That's Umarquasar dot com. Umarquasar and a, a small team of developers and focus on strategies and technologies like AI, cloud, RPA, AR, and Microsoft dot net. They are an absolutely, absolutely amazing group. Go over there and check out U-M-E-R-Q-A-I-S. ER.com, Umar Quasar. These folks will do you terrific, terrific business, and they will help you in the world of tech. They're a small team of developers with a focus on technologies like AI, cloud, RPA, AR, and Microsoft.net. Check them out today at UMERQAISER.com. And tell them you heard about it here, Transmedia Worldwide. Let's get into it with our next guest here on our big broadcast. We have got our next guest. He is uh, patiently waiting on the telephone. We'll get to him here in just a few moments. Howard Van S. is going to join us here. We're going to be talking about uh, books. We're going to be talking about how to write a book and what you need to do when you're putting a book together. And we welcome to the broadcast Howard Van S. How are you, my friend? I am great. Thanks for having me on. Now, you have got a incredible background here, a self-publishing expert. You're an Amazon best-selling author, president of Let's Write Books Incorporated, the website, of course, letswritebooks.net. And uh, let's talk about self-publishing. Um, what is self-publishing, exactly? Okay, so basically there's, there's two types of publishing. There's traditional publishing, which... You go to a publisher, and they take care of all the work for you. And then there's self-publishing, which means that you're in control of each step of the publishing process, usually working with a company like mine or a consultant that can guide you along the publishing process. We've got a great guest with us today. Howard Vans joins us. Let's Write Books. It is a... uh, Fantastic website at letswritebooks.net. He joins us live here in our broadcast. And, of course, as Howard mentioned, self-publishing is one of the great cultural success stories of the digital era. Without self-publishing, many of our literary gems would never have seen the light of day. 
that but to make the most of the literary revolution you'll need to know how how the medium works how the market works with self-publishing you're both author and publisher and with us today here on the broadcast howard vance he's got many years of writing experience tell us a little bit about some of the pros of self-publishing my friend yeah i'd be glad to so self-publishing allows an author to be in complete control of the whole publishing process from start to finish they get to uh, decide whether or not the cover looks right they get to decide how much to charge for the book and most importantly they get to enjoy uh, the profits and the royalties so let's contrast that for a moment against traditional publishing if i go to a traditional publisher i'll get 10 percent of royalties so if your book sold for twenty dollars you would make two dollars if you self-publish a book at twenty dollars you're probably going to make more like around eight or nine dollars a book so there, there are a lot of benefits to self-publishing the only downside is that you have to be a little bit more involved and have to have an entrepreneurial spirit if you want to market the book over the long term. But today, whether you go traditional publishing or self-publishing, you need to have some kind of marketing plan because most publishers won't even look at a book unless there's a, a strong marketing plan attached to it. We've got a great guest with us today. Howard Vance joins us here in the broadcast. Let's write books. He is here to talk about the world of self-publishing, and uh, he is fantastic. Now, uh, tell us about some of the cons of self-publishing, because I know there's got to be some cons out there. Yeah, there's at least one or two. Uh, the big con is that you're going to have to make an investment up front. So usually, depending on the, the type of self-publishing you do, whether you do an e-book or an e-book and a, a paperback book, there's going to be a few thousand dollars involved initially. But if there is a pathway uh, to selling those books, then the money can be made back pretty pretty substantially uh, in a very short period of time. So that's the only downside. We've got a great guest with us today. Howard Vance joins us here in our broadcast, Let's Write Books. He has got a fantastic website, letswritebooks.net. He joins us today here via the magic of the telephone. And uh, you have got a lot of experience in this. When did you know that self-publishing was an option? Yeah, that's a great question. Um, I guess about six years ago, I have been writing books since 2002. I tried to get my first book picked up uh, by a, a publisher, and um, I had some nibbles, but never a good deal, so I decided to publish the book on my own and uh, fell in love with um, the book as a platform for creative expression and as a tool for helping people. My books, uh, most of the books that I've written have been health and wellness oriented. And then I went on to write more books. None of them, you know, became bestsellers initially, but I was selling books. And um, about six years ago, I found out about Kindle books. I decided to convert one of my Kindle books to, uh, one of my books to a Kindle format, and it had incredible sales. I mean, I sold like 200 or 300 books in the first week that it was up. And uh, I thought that I'd be able to convert all my books, move to Bermuda, and uh, live off my Kindle royalties <laughs> for the rest of my life. Uh, it didn't quite work out that way, but it, it did get me into the world of publishing um, in a big way and uh, helped me start my business and helping other people to get their books published and up on um, platforms like Kindle and Barnes and & Noble and other places, um, which are very uh, exciting today because it's changed the world of publishing so much. 
Howard Vans with us today. He joins us live here in our broadcast, Coast to Coast and Boulder to Boulder, talking about an amazing industry, and that is uh, self-publishing. And uh, he joins us today here on the telephone. Um, how has self-publishing changed the book industry, my friend? Well, it's changed quite a bit in a lot of different ways. Well, first of all, as you've been talking, as we've been talking, um, it's been uh, a great game changer for independent authors. It used to be that an author would go to a traditional publisher or seek out a traditional publisher. There'd be a dragon at the gate uh, making a decision about the worth of somebody's writing. Um, and in my own particular case, I had a good book. It wasn't a great book. I had a good book uh, that had some good information in it. But I couldn't get anybody to look at it to give me a good deal and get me out into the world. Now, I, I can do that myself. So a lot of famous publishers, uh, excuse me, a lot of famous writers throughout the years have, uh, have self-published, including Stephen King, J.K. Rowling, uh, J.A. Conrad, James Patterson. They've all dipped their toes into this world of self-publishing. And even going back, you know, 10, 20, 30, 40, 50 years or longer, uh, some famous authors like Mark Twain and E.E. E. Cummings and even Margaret Atwood have all done some self-publishing along the way. So even back then, before we had this big digital revolution, um, we've had uh, authors finding some value in uh, self-publishing. Well, it is a uh, fantastic, fantastic time to be alive. We've got a great guest with us today, Howard Bands. And Howard, before we let you go, how do we find you online, my friend? Thank you for asking. www.letswritebooks.net Fantastic. Well, I appreciate the time, and uh, thanks for coming on the broadcast today. Have yourself a wonderful, wonderful weekend. Well, thanks, James. You too. Appreciate the time. Thank you, man. There it goes. Howard Bands, and uh, we are going to take a break. And when we come back, we have got more coming up. It is... The world In 72, a crack commando unit was sent Chiki to prison Jaguar, by the U.S. court for a crime they didn't commit. These men promptly escaped from a maximum security stockade to the Los Angeles underground. Today, still wanted by the government, they survive as soldiers of fortune. If you have a problem, if no one else can help, and if you can find them, maybe you can hire the A-Team. Fantastic new marketing partner with us today, Transmedia Worldwide. Fantastic stuff. Let's talk a little bit about this right now here on our big, big program. We all want to feel safe and secure, but with so much information in the world, it can be confusing to find the best solutions for our safety and security needs. Until now, there has not been one complete source of information designed to teach average people how to plan for their overall safety and protect what matters most. Introducing the Community Safety Guide, Security Planning for Everyone, an easy-to-use guide designed to teach anyone the most effective security methods. These methods can be used by anyone and will allow you to take control of your planning in a healthy, proactive manner. The best part is there are methods for every situation. You can create a formal security plan or select individual methods which work for you. Protect your assets, reduce risk, and take control of your security planning by, quote-unquote, 
Community Safety Guide Security Planning for Everyone Today. Available in print and ebook on Amazon.com. Kindle Unlimited Readers can download for free. Invest in your future. Get your copy now. It's an amazing, amazing thing. Check it out today and tell them you heard about it here. Transmedia Worldwide. A special new marketing partner with us today at Transmedia Worldwide. This project is to create a resort of 16 houses called Green Olive Village, which will be situated in the beautiful Rakani Thanos in Greece. The uniqueness of this resort will be that it would offer a quiet, peaceful, restful surroundings of the mountains and the sea with crystal clean waters close by. This project is the brainchild of two talented young sisters, Margrita and Katerina. Check out Indiegogo.com. That's I-N-D-I-E-G-O-G-O.com. Search Green Olive Village Resort. Camping family. Give them some of your hard-earned money and do it today and help them out. This project is going to create a resort of 16 houses called the Green Olive Village. And tell them you heard about it here, Transmedia Worldwide. Give them some of your money today. Back to the Jiggy Jaguar Radio Show on the network. Welcome back to our big broadcast. It is coast to coast. It is border to border. It is TuneIn, iTunes, Radio Loyalty, Stitcher, and our brand new Jiggy Jaguar app available in the App Store. JiggyJaguar.us. You can stream the show live, 24-7 replay, exclusive news and programming information, all available on our fantastic app. Also, check out JiggyJaguar.com. That's J-I-G-G-Y. J-A-G-U-A-R.com, 50-plus AM, FM stations, iHeartRadio as well. And let's tell you about one of our fantastic new marketing partners before we get back into the big broadcast. It is Saving Our Business from Closing. Check out GoFundMe.com slash save dash our dash business dash from dash closing Oh, yeah, folks. Go over to G-O-F-U-N-D-M-E dot C-O-M. Search Save our business from closing. Body Fresh Inc. is a family-owned and operated business based in South Florida since 2008. It was started by a gentleman's wife, a registered nurse for 25 years. She wanted to create a product that provides a safe alternative to using flushable wet wipes. She came to the realization flushing these wet wipes down the toilet over a period of time resulted in clogged toilets and severe damage to sewage and septic systems. She discovered this was not just a localized problem, but one that was experienced throughout the USA. She developed a great business called Body Fresh, and uh, it is fantastic. We want these folks to be saved. They've got a thriving business here, and it needs to be saved before it closes. The products are absolutely amazing, and we hope that they remain open. Check out www.gofundme.com. Search Save Our Business from Closing, and check it out today here on a big broadcast. We'll be talking a little bit more about this as we move on through the program. Go to GoFundMe.com, search Save Our Business from Closing, and tell them you heard about it here, Transmedia Worldwide. Hell of a deal today. I want to thank our guests who have joined us here on our Sunday radio broadcast, Molly Gill from Families Against Mandatory Minimums. Also, we talked about Alex Jones being deplatformed and then silently coming back on Facebook. Um, Carrie Lutz, uh, who joined us earlier to talk about comics, 
Uh, actually, Kerry Lutz was uh, the podcast guy. He was a podcast guy. Dr. James Hershen was the uh, comedy guy. He was the uh, talking about the comedians. We talked to Howard Vans uh, about self-publishing. And we officially buried Thomas Lamb. That piece of shit. Is he still dead? Want to check? Yep, he's still dead. And uh, <laughs> next week... <laughs> Join us on the mix at 4 p.m. Lots of good stuff going on with us. We also talked about Bad Boys Professional Wrestling as well this weekend. Um, Thanks for joining us. I appreciate it. Tune us in on the mix every Tuesday at 4 p.m. Go to J-I-G-G-Y-J-H-E-U-A-R.com. That's our official website. Sign up for our mailing list. Visit all of our great sponsors on the website and download the Jiggy Jaguar app. As my good friend Jay Izzo says, friends don't let friends download the Jiggy Jaguar app. Maybe they do. I don't know. Go to J-I-G-G-Y-J-A-G-U-A-R in both the app stores, iPod, Google Play, all that stuff, and find us at J-I-G-G-Y-J-A-G-U-A-R dot U-S. And find us on Facebook, Twitter, all the social platforms, and we will see you next time. We bid you adieu here. I'm a world-famous Jiggy Checkwire Radio Broadcast. It is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun, too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW group. Void prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.